Last week, I told you guys, do you remember what I said? I said, hey guys, the service might go long today. I said that at like 1130. And then we woke up Monday morning and we were still going. I think that was a long service, do you? Yeah? So hey guys, the ser- no. <laughs> Uh-oh. The service might go long again today. Um, so if, if, if we do get to 12, 12, 10, and you need to just bring your kids in, I really, really don't have any idea right now. We're in a season where the Lord is just really pouring out fresh oil, fresh fire, fresh wind. Uh, do you feel it? Yeah, just raise your hand if you feel that. Like this is, we're not just in business as usual. And I just want to acknowledge that really quickly and just spend a couple minutes just acknowledging what happened last week. Um, we had our normal service, as most of you that were here know, and then we had Gen Z come up and just begin to share, and all of a sudden, the Lord just blew the door off the place. And I looked around the room, and it was like 1.30 or 2 o'clock. We'd been going for four hours, and I was like, people are not leaving. Why aren't you going to lunch? And it was because there's a hunger right now. Like, I don't know that I've experienced. And it is just, it, the Lord is moving. And we, are, our Gen Zers, they didn't want to leave. <laughs> there they are. They didn't want to leave. And I remember I woke up Monday morning and turned on the live stream. And Kim Church was faithfully taking us in at 5 a.m. And it was amazing. And I got up here, I drove up here, and I was like, all right, Lord, like, this is very open-handed. If the grace is lifted, we give it to you. And I walked around the room, and I asked all of our Gen Zers in the room, and I asked them the same question. I said, do you want to keep going, or do you feel like it's time to stop? All of them, without missing a beat, were like, keep going. I was like, okay, as a leader, I'm going to keep the lights on and the doors open. Because the fire of God is telling you we need to keep moving. And we're going to keep moving. And as a leader, that's my heart. Like, we're st- that, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, we're going to steward this as long as what the Lord is doing is continually moving. And when the grace lifted it at Monday at 9, we were like, all right, let's go home. Recharge. But I just want us to acknowledge something this morning. And I, I did it a minute ago. But I, I really feel like it's important. We just had a prophetic identity Prophetic Reformers Intensive. That was amazing. Just want to honor Nikki. All you did. It was amazing. But out of that, I just feel this stirring to acknowledge the season that we're in. Because it's really important. And so I literally wrote this in my iPad yesterday as I was doing slides for the intensive. I said, we are in a harvest season. And it's not just something we're going to pray for. It's something we're going to acknowledge that the Lord is doing now. Now. Like there's people coming. There's exposure that the Lord is, is creating that we didn't create. He's just, he's just doing it. And I think it's important that as a body, as a family, that we acknowledge that. The Lord is moving. And so I just want to invite a few. If there's any Gen Zers in the room that want to give a testimony, can you just come right here, just a few of you? 
I'm not going to call certain people out. If you just feel it on your heart, like you need to share, just, just come up. And while they're doing that, um, Nathaniel, can you put Zechariah 10.1 up? Yeah, come on. Yes, a testimony. Like, what is the Lord doing? Yes, that's you, you, yeah. Anybody else? I will start calling if I have to, but. Because I, I was at youth group. I know some of you have testimonies. Um, hey, this is what I feel from the Lord right now. In a season of harvest, in a season where the Lord is moving, we are going to ask for more. So Zechariah 10.1 says, ask rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain. Now that sounds ridiculous. Like, why would you ask for rain when it's raining? Because there's more rain. Because he wants to pour out more. And rain here, if you look at the context, is not just, he's not actually even saying physical rain. He's talking about deliverance. He's talking about salvation. He's talking about his presence. And he's saying that he is going to give them showers of rain. And he is the one who puts food on the table. He is the one. And so we're going to just agree with that, that in this season where the Lord is raining, more rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain. Pour out, the open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. And so I want to give our Gen Z just, a, just an opportunity to share really quickly. testimony I want to share with you guys isn't actually mine. Um, so today's a really special day. Um, <laughs> just a, not going to share my old testimony, but for a portion of time in high school, I really struggled with the fear of man. Um, and from that um, addiction to substances and pornography and a lot of stuff like that, um, I have received freedom, and I'm really thankful for that. But somebody who, <laughs> somebody who in me also struggled a lot with that was my cousin, Paxton Reynolds. And one of my closest friends, um, he struggled with it a lot more than I did and didn't receive the same freedom I did when I received it. Recently, he, he's been coming to know the Lord in a deeper way. And a question he acknowledged being pricked in his heart just a year ago was that the Lord asked him, are you willing to give me your addiction? And he pretty confidently knew that he wasn't ready to do that. But it was a question that continued to prick his heart. Just 10, 15 minutes ago, he was baptized.
yeah, to follow that. <laughs> um, so I shared this at youth on Wednesday. Um, something that I found, like, really captivating and just, like, that I want to honor of our church doing. Um, I was watching the live stream on Sunday night at, like, 3 in the morning. And um, Levi, right over there, he gets up on piano and just starts going for it. And I was like, what? So I'm texting Molly, his girlfriend, and I'm like, he can play piano? Like, I did not know that. Um, and then I'm texting him, and I'm like, what? Where, is, where was this talent? And so, um, meanwhile, I'm just, like, in awe of, like, what is he doing? Like, I didn't even know he could do this um, at 3 in the morning especially. So um, he's on stage just playing the piano, and you can tell he's, like, a little hesitant and doesn't really know what to do, but <laughs> still going for it. Um, so Mark is sitting there, Mark Slack, wonderful pianist that was playing today, um, so he was sitting there and, like, coaching him along, and as you may or may not know, Mark is a millennial, and so obviously generation before us, and I was just like, wow, he's really, like, building up Gen Z literally in the moment to do what, like, the Lord's calling them to do, um, so that's just something that I want to honor, like, the generational leadership does not go unnoticed in our church and it is definitely something that we all are just so thankful for so yeah you guys are awesome for just like leading us as gen z um didn't plan out what i was gonna say at all but um some of the exactly um like what i've just been feeling recently like and seeing like fruit of in my life is just this like like, loss of appetite for anything that's not the Lord, and it's been, like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, like, I don't want to, you know, like, do any of it, and it's, like, like, previously, like, before, like, the Lord has revealed himself, like, so much, like, just all the time, like, it's just, like, like, I mean, yeah, like, I'm a believer, and, like, I love Jesus, but, like, I think what's, like, coming into our generation is this so, like, like, a, like this abandonment that we hadn't, like, previously known because there's no life apart from Jesus. There's no satisfaction apart from him. And from that is coming a new boldness to go and to share it. So, yeah. Um, so this testimony is actually, like, super, super recent, like, just happened in worship recent. Um, so I have never really felt confident in my writing and in my spelling. Like, I have a ton of journals, but I'll never really, like, journal in them. Um, and recently for my birthday, um, I got this journal from my aunt, and she blessed me with that. It was, like, a really beautiful time, and she blessed me with, like, writing and how that helped her and how she wants to give that to me. Um, but I really was not feeling it, like, yeah, but I don't really, like, write. I'm just not really, like, good at it, and I just don't really, like, that's not what I do. But today in worship, like, I'm praying, and I just feel the Lord say, like, I gave you your mind, and I gave you your hands, and I gave you this ability for a purpose. And so I literally wrote an entire paragraph in my journal about, like, disagreeing with that lie in my life that is not of the Lord. So, yeah.
Yeah, well, I don't even know where to begin. So, okay, where to start? I've been, see, I've been struggling with pornography for about roughly three years of my life, and I've always, like, talked to God about it, and I, like, prayed for him to fix it, and every time I felt God trying to break down the walls, after he kept breaking them down, I kept building them back up. I never let him just work in my heart, and that, that didn't help anything. In our school, we have this thing called a unity retreat where we go to this camp and like we gather in groups and like just spend time with God and worship Him. And it, in one of the services, it was like midday, and our the, the person speaking, he asked like, "Do you think the school is on like stand on this side of the room if the school's on fire for God? Stand in the middle if it's lukewarm, or stand on this side if it's cold?" And pretty much everybody stood in the middle, saying like, "Our school was lukewarm. They weren't on fire for God, and they weren't on cold for God." So the day went on. And later that, and the late service, like he didn't have anything. It was the same person. He didn't have anything planned. He just like, he said, if you want God to work in your hearts and break down all the walls, come to the middle and pray. He didn't have any music or anything. He didn't have a planned message. He just stood there and let us pray. Silent for a while. After a while, one kid just started singing, uh, I can't remember the song. There's, there's honey in the rock one in this thing. And on the ground in the middle, where I go. One person started singing that, another, and soon everybody in the entire room started singing it. I'd say that is when my, is when all the walls in my heart really started to break down. So many people. I started, all my friends around me, I knew they were there for me, but I never really had the guts to open up to them. But that night, I opened up to every single one of them and told them about how much I was struggling. And they told me that, like, I wasn't the only one going through that. And, like, they had all gone through it. And they were telling me that, like, God was there, too. And that he's never left me and he never will leave me. And today I can confidently say that I am free of porn and free of struggles. You need the Lord to break down the walls of your heart. If you need freedom from pornography or anything else, or you're, you identify with what he said about being, being lukewarm, I want you to come to the front right now. Because there's a call right now. The Lord is saying there's a place to open your heart to him. And we're not going to pass this moment up.
watching online, you can just get on your knees right now. And it's real simple. What, what this is, is it's a posture of repentance. But repentance isn't, it's not as much, I say this often here, so if you go here, you know what I'm about to say, but I want to say it anyway. Repentance is less about what you're, what you're coming out of and more about what you're running into. So this morning, we're not going to, we're not, it's not about all the junk, it's about Jesus. And repentance is a turning away, but it's what you're turning to, which is Jesus who says there's freedom, there's life, there's love, there's healing, there's peace. It's his kindness that leads to repentance, and his kindness is in the room right now. Oh, wow. So I just encourage you, if you're up here, if you're watching online, it's real simple. It's just, Lord, I repent. We repent of being on the fence. We repent of lukewarm Christianity. We repent, Lord, areas where our hearts have been, where our hearts have grown numb. We repent right now and we say, Jesus, show us your face. We just invite your freedom right now. He who the sun sets free is free. Who's the sun? That's Jesus. So he who Jesus sets free, what's the reality right now? That Jesus has set you free. And so what's the second declaration? I'm free indeed. So right now, Lord, we just thank you and we repent for any addiction, any pornography, anything, Lord, that is not not of you, Lord. Any idol that we've exalted above you, Lord. Anything that we've run to that hasn't been running to you. Lord, areas of our life that we've run, we've run to other things. We've run to other things and you say, now I want you to run to me. I want you to leave that thing at the altar. The altar, this, this altar isn't, the altar's not like a special thing. It's a step of faith that says, I'm leaving this here. So this is an opportunity right now to leave anything that doesn't belong right here. We're leaving it. We're laying it at the cross. We're laying it at the cross. Jesus died. He purchased it. It's done. It is finished. His blood was enough. His blood was enough. So we surrender it, and we lay it down, and we say from now on, this is going to be a turning point right here. This isn't just a good altar call moment. This isn't just an emotional, feely, goosebump moment. This is a reality of a life change. This is a, a decision point that says, I will choose to follow Jesus at all costs. I don't care what it costs me. Oh, 
Jesus' message when he began his ministry. What was it? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, Lord, we give it. I just encourage you, just open your heart. Just give it to him. Right now, just if you're up here, if you're not up here, just begin to give him things. Lord, you can have my time. You can have all of me. This is a consecration call. It's a setting apart. We will be set apart unto the Lord. We will live our lives set apart unto the Lord. Yeah, and I feel too, I think it's Joshua, when they're about to cross over, he says, consecrate yourselves, for in the morning we will cross over. And there's a setting apart right now that's actually an invitation to cross over. You're crossing over. And whatever that thing is that needs to go, that's like that Jordan, and we're crossing over now. You're crossing over. Consecration isn't into isolation. I know my dad was an addict. I know that loneliness is the number one cause of addiction. And there was two things about Cole's testimony that, that stood out to me. One, the Lord restored him to community with believers and with himself, with the Father. So right now as a mother in the faith, right now I just release the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You are not alone. He's never left you right now. That place where you thought even sin could drive him away. It never could. What does Psalm 139 say? You could go to the depths and he would go there too. He's with you. You are not alone. I will never leave you, he says. I will never forsake you. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You are not orphans. You have a father. You have a brother in Christ and a comforter in the Holy Spirit. And even now, I'm just saying, believers, come forward and surround. This is not a moment of isolation and shame. This is a moment of surrounding. We are in it together. Together. Oh. So shame, leave. You are not bad. You are good. You were made good. You are. You were made in his image. Right now, Holy Spirit, come in community, in fellowship with one another and with you, Jesus. And your perfection does not make you worthy. It's just you. 
Your price was determined by his price, which was his life. Yeah, so just come back into agreement right now. I see that of your value in him. You've demeaned yourself too long. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, I just see it right now. I just see him like a dove resting upon you. Peace, peace settling right now. Hear it right now. You are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Oh, you are my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased because of the cross. He's well pleased. Yeah. hearing the Lord say, I'm redeeming that which was unredeemable, that you thought was unredeemable, and I, I feel like this, it's, it's going even deeper than repentance. There are, there are some of you that have areas that you've just closed the door on because you felt that it's unredeemable, and I've, all morning I've been feeling like the Lord has asked me to share what happened to me yesterday. Um, the Lord has been saying for a while that that I'm he's given me a voice and I've run from it and then accepted it and been afraid of it and yesterday I stepped into confidence of it which wasn't surprising to me because of the journey but then he did something else that completely blew me out of the water that I never expected I grew up abused by my father. Um, he was a really, really terrible man. And um, and I, as a young adult, I lived with the guilt of not having a relationship with him, and the Lord released me of that. And so when I got married, I dropped my maiden name as fast as I possibly could. And I've never looked back from it. And, and as it's come up over the years, it's almost been like, a, oh, I, I, I didn't even remember that that was my name. And yesterday, out of the blue, the Lord said, I'm redeeming your name because it's who I called you to be. And my name was pronounced Markworth. And he said, I have marked your words to release my power and my glory. And I'm telling you, I did everything that I was supposed to do to walk through healing and redemption. But that's something that only he could do. And there are things that you believe that are not redeemable. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that is not redeemable because his blood redeems everything. 
everything. And so if you're here and you're not up here because you're like, well, I don't need to step into repentance. But if you're here and there's something that you believe the lie that is unredeemable in your life, whether you've done it or somebody's done it to you, you need to come up and you need to believe that it can be redeemed because today it is being redeemed. That is what he is doing. He is releasing new levels and depths of redemption. you that your blood is more than enough that you are the redeemer of all things and we say yes we say yes every area every place all every depth of our being we receive your redemption tried to fight it. Every time I said I could fight it, the Lord Lord would say, yes, you can do it. But Satan said, give up. You can't fight the storm. And I just realized, and I told him, I said, I am the storm. I can fight this. I'm done. I told him, I'm done. I I prayed to the Lord. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I shouldn't have let it get this horrible. I said, I should have realized I did have a way. I could have turned around and walked away, but I kept following because (laughs) I felt so alone. Because for years I grew up with everyone telling me what was wrong with me. (laughs) And so I listened to that and I just (laughs) fell into that. And for some reason, everything in my head said pornography was the only way to forget about everything. (laughs) And I realized that it's not true. If you read the Bible, the Lord, he shows you that there's so many verses of saying how much he loves you. And I, once again, last year, halfway through the week, there was something that happened in one of the evening services. And I felt out crying because I was getting hit with images of every time I was alone or I was afraid or I felt scared that he was there with his head on my shoulder and he was there. And I remember vividly a dream of when I was a child. I was in a daycare that I was scared of. And I remember I started I started laughing and crying and I was so happy because I could see him. I know what he looks like. I could see him clearly in my dream. He knelt down and he hugged me. <laughs> and he just <laughs> I've always been without a mother figure, so I don't know what a man really is. So my whole life I've been trying to find that. And every way I try and find has always been something wrong, and I haven't been able to find what a godly man is. And I came to this church, and I didn't know what to do, so I just, I applaud the men I see at this church, and oh my gosh, it's such a blessing, because all these years I searched, and I finally found it. 
I know what a man is supposed to be. He's supposed to be loving. He's supposed to watch out for the people he loves. He isn't supposed to get sucked into the world. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to the lies of the devil. He looks at the devil in the eyes and says, No, these are my children. You can't have them. I will protect them. I don't fight for myself or what's in front of me. I fight for what's behind me. I fight for my children. <laughs> and I learned that the Lord is in some being that only picks and chooses who he loves, but he picks and loves everyone. And for years, I struggled with everyone telling me I would never be anything. I struggled with people trying to tell me to kill myself, and people telling me they would kill me. I struggled for years with wondering what would be best, life or death. And the fine thing I learned with everything that's happened, that I shouldn't fear death, that I should fear me. Because I don't want to be held by death. <laughs> yeah, as Alexander was just praying that out, and he said, for years he's heard everything that's wrong with him. I felt like the Lord was saying, this is over you, Alexander, but I felt there's a lot of people in the room, the Lord is saying, I'm going to share everything that's right about you. Like, he's literally, righteousness is everything that's right. And I felt like the Lord is releasing right now a revelation of righteousness. And like the Lord is revealing who you are in Christ. And so, Lord, we receive right now righteousness. Lord, as we turn from unrighteousness, things that are wrong, Lord, we turn to righteousness. The things that are right. Lord, in light of what you've done on the cross, show us what's right about us. Lord, I ask that you would speak identity. Lord, that you would speak identity speak identity just ask the Lord ask the Lord Lord what are you saying is right who have you called me to be what does it look like to walk with you rightly teach me what it means to walk with you rightly teach me righteousness Lord would you teach us righteousness teach us righteousness Lord Thank you, Lord. Yeah, if that word resonated with you, or there's been a, you felt in a place of like, I don't, I don't really know who I am. I want you to come to the front. There's an identity being released right now. If you've doubted who you are, you're like, I don't know who I am. There's, an op- there's something happening right now. The Lord is releasing identity And he's telling you who you are, not who you're not. So if if you've been struggling and you've been hearing more about who you're not, I want you to come up here. And the Lord is releasing identity. Romans 8, 1, for there now therefore is no condemnation, no shame or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I feel like there's a few that are, that are still not up here, and you need to be up here. And I'm just going to be extremely bold. This isn't a half-hearted altar call. This is a life-changing moment right now. 
And I, I would be remiss to give more the opportunity to get up here if you need to be up here. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. So that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Your identity is not to walk in the flesh, but to walk in the spirit. Received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba Father. Abba Father. Romans 8 15. But listen to 16. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. He's releasing identity. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm not going to let anything get in the way of the fact that I am a child of God. feel this freedom thing really strong and part of this call to repentance is a call to say I've been a slave to this and I'm not going to operate like a slave anymore I am a son and I'm a daughter and there's a thing right now it doesn't have to be pornography it doesn't have to be that it could be anything what have we been enslaved to that now we're saying I am not going to be a slave any longer I'm not a slave to fear. I'm not a slave to it, to this thing. I'm a child of God. So Lord, this morning, we just repent of things that we've been enslaved to, Lord. I repent for being enslaved to religion. Where it's been more about religious activity than it has been actually looking at you. I repent of that. And I step into sonship. 
that says that I'm a child of God. I don't have to earn being a child of God. I am. I am. just so thankful that your kindness brings us to repentance and I thank you that your kindness and your love is flowing in this room and I just pray that we would be wrecked today with your goodness and your mercy just to be a part of this moment Lord doing here, what you're doing across our nation, and to begin to feel the wind blow again. We're just so thankful, Lord. And we just want to pray as a house that you'd find us ready. this moment we don't know what it looks like we're not really sure where we're going we just know it's to you Lord and our eyes are fixed on you I was going to preach this morning from Revelation 3 about the church of Laodicea I really wanted to. 
I've been laboring with the message for over a week. And I think the Holy Spirit preaches it a lot better than I could. message was that we live a life of repentance and it's just coming into agreement with God and that the Lord gives us permission that in any place where there's ever been a lukewarmness in our life we don't have to go back to that ever ever that permission is granted for us individually for us as a church to burn, to burn, to burn, and that that burning comes from being at the table with Jesus himself. He's knocking at the door. He says, I want to come in and dine with you and you with me, and the fire will never be produced by trying. It will never be produced by anything in your flesh, but it will only be produced by intimacy with Jesus himself, and he is here to dine with you today. He is here to dine with you individually in this place. And the fire comes from the intimacy. And so Lord, I thank you this morning for the message that we saw unfold in this place, for the message that's unfolding now, that the very words that were on my iPod over there have already been spoken and written in hearts, and many of them exactly repeated. So, Lord, we just say, find a people here that will live that life dining in your presence. And the passage, the passage ends, it says this, it it basically says, if you dine with me, you actually are going to get to reign with me. It says, to him who overcomes... I will grant for him to sit on the throne with me. And so, Lord, we just welcome that invitation that as we make intimacy with you the priority of our lives, that we actually get to reign with you, that we actually get to sit on the throne with you, Lord. And that we get to see our lives make a difference from the throne, Lord that heaven comes to earth. Thank you, Lord. I just feel like across the room, people who say I've been praying for a moment like this, a season like this for a long time, I want you just to stand. 
I don't know, I just feel that thing in the, in the book of Ezra. Where one generation that had seen the temple before was weeping. And another generation was laughing at the same time. And Lord, we just want to weep. We want to laugh together. And we just want to say whatever this season's about, find us ready. Jesus. And I want us to pray with every move of God. There's a sound. There's a song. And I feel like even as Paige was singing today, and I don't know, I don't know whether that was something that was all new or what. But I just feel like even that God wants to give us songs that will be songs that will be a part of the season. Songs that will be heard across the nation that will stir the embers and the flames in people's hearts. So I want us as a family right now just to say yes, Lord. Lord, would you give us the sounds? Would you give us the songs? Lord, would you give us the songs that would ignite the spark? you take us out of, of the place of the safety of lukewarmness and you bring us into the fire and, and you give us gold that's been refined by fire. You give us what no amount of money can buy and we're just asking as part of that gold we're asking for the sounds and the songs of this move that you'd let us be a part of it Lord. And I pray Right now, for campuses, I want us just to extend our hands all different directions. I want people facing. Some of you need to face north. Some of you need south, east, and west. Lord, we pray right now for the sound of revival to go over our nation. Oh, God. We thank you for what's happening. Bless the flame that is beginning to burn in a generation. In a generation that the enemy thought he had. In a generation he tried to squelch. In a generation that was masked and isolated. That the fire of God is going to burn. It's going to burn. And let us see awakening across this land like we've never known. And across this city, God, across this land, we bless prayer meetings right now in universities. Let the fire burn. Let's just mention, mention universities, schools. TCU, God, Texas Christian. Christian, Christian University, TCU, Christ, 
the anointed one. Welcome, welcome, welcome on Texas Christian, Christian University. We call on that name, on that heritage for the wells to be unstopped now. prodigals to return, that this week there's, there's some act of faith that the Lord is going to have us do. It may be texting them, calling them. It may just be making a room at the table. It may be going and praying over someone's room. Father, we just thank you for testimonies of prodigals returning this week. We're asking now, Lord, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, you're praying for a prodigal return. Lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Lift your hand. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're so good at this. You know what you're doing. We say yes. We agree with you. We agree with you that now is the time. Now, 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 now is the time, Lord. as identity going out through us. I see parents speaking identity over your kids. And some of you, I feel like you need permission. You're going to declare something they don't look like right now. And the Lord wants you to do that because he's done that over your life many, many times. He's a good father. And some of you are going to tell your kids they're worshipers when there's not worship coming forth right now. You're going to tell them they're righteous when it doesn't look very righteous in their lives. You're going to tell them and remind them that they're a temple of God. And so, Father, we thank you for identity. Identity, identity, identity. It's one of the major things that's happening. Tuesday, we were at Lifestyle and just ministering there, and God just broke out. But one of the biggest things that happened was the restoration of identity. And people were coming in the mind and saying, I haven't liked myself. I haven't liked my body. I haven't liked who I am.
Maybe you don't like the fact that you're male or female or whatever about you that you don't like, that you thought maybe your parents wanted you to be a different sex, whatever. Right now, I just want you to come up here and we're just going to pray over you. We're just going to, the family of God is here right now. Father, we just thank you for identity. We just thank you for who you've made us. Thank you for our bodies, Lord. You love the way you made us. 